listening to The Insider from The Standard Show, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards. Hello, this is Matthew Childs, and wherever you are in the world, welcome to The Insider, a BSI internal podcast from The Standard Show. The Insider brings you the inside track on some of the amazing things taking place across BSI, from our work on big international themes and issues to small and perfectly formed projects. In this episode, we are looking at consumer representation in standards development and doing this in the company of Helen Gray. Helen is in the consumer team, which is part of standards policy in Knowledge Solutions. The consumer team provides the secretariat for the independent and 71-year-old Consumer and Public Interest Network, which acts to empower consumers through participation in standards development. I spoke to Helen about how consumer representation happens and the difference it makes to standards. And perhaps most importantly, the three things everyone at BSI needs to know right now about consumer representation in standards. But it's not all professional conversation. Helen gives me a little insight to the sorts of things she likes to do outside of work too. Let's just say that it's awesome. Now, before we hear from Helen, a reminder that you can subscribe to the public version of The Standard Show wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find and follow us on social media too. All the details are in the show notes. And the show notes is also where you can find a link to all episodes of The Insider. Hey, Helen, welcome to The Insider. Thank you very much, Matthew, for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this uh, this chat. Me too. Now, Helen, let's get straight into this. What do we mean by consumer representation in standards development? What's it all about? At the heart of national standards um, that we do here at BSI is the multi-stakeholder approach. And that is what contributes to the robustness of standards and the trust that the users and those affected by standards having them. The basis of that is that everyone who has um, a legitimate interest or who is affected by the standard is able to be represented in their development and have their voice heard. There are lots of different stakeholders involved in that and that includes consumers too. So those who buy products, services, those who are affected by them um, and indirectly as well. I mean, you've touched on this already a bit, Helen, but just, just you know, why is this so important? You know, what benefits does it bring to standards making? Well, the benefit of standards making is that, and the kind of the difference, I think, for of national standards uh, that BSI develops and uh, as a consequence European and international, and the difference between those and, for example, industry or trade standards is that multi-stakeholder approach. So you get all the different voices, perspectives, the things that different stakeholders might be aware of, but you might not be as a as another stakeholder. So bringing them all together really allows all those issues to be, to be brought out into the open. That makes the robustness of the standards and that contributes to the trust that BSI um, has in the wider world. So if you just, just think about our tagline, inspiring trust for a resilient world, it's all it's due to that multi-stakeholder approach and the consensus-driven approach as well. For the work that you do, you know, how do you make sure that this consumer representation actually happens? So we as a consumer team, we have a focus on the um, like the consumer policy side, but we also provide 
the Secretariat for the Consumer and Public Interest Network, uh, which is a trained network of volunteers who focus on sitting on standards, uh, standards making bodies, projects, committees, um, and getting the voice of the consumer heard. Um, and we also provide the Secretariat for the Consumer Forum, who have a, you know, a similar remit, but they comprise different member organisations, consumer organisations that are looking for consumer protection or advocacy or have special focuses. That's kind of our role. But what is really important is that engagement of the standards development staff within BSI. So standards development managers and editorial project managers who are uh, coordinating PAS and BSI flex projects. Um, And also, for example, business development managers who are talking to um, clients about potential uh, past projects as well at that very early stage. Helen, you've talked about that multi-stakeholder approach and, and about the, the the importance of consumer representation and standards as one cons- one stakeholder group. I'm just wondering though, do we do we have to do this? Is there a are we are we compelled to involve the consumer voice within standards? Well, I've got a, a short answer to that, and that's yes. <laughs> um, but I think as part of um, you know BSI doing its job well and, and what its mission and purpose is. That's a really important uh, part of it. But underneath that and a bit more fundamentally, it's that multi-stakeholder representing the wide range of interests involved is a core part of the governance documents that are the foundation for for standards development. So BS0, for example, PAS0 and uh, FLEX0, which were introduced in the last couple of years, all have that need and a special kind of obligation of BSI to make sure that that multi-stakeholder approach happens and that people are those stakeholders are able to um, represent their interests at the committee kind of above that as well there are this is recognized in um, CE regulation 1025 which is all about uh, the stakeholder participation in standards and requires standards bodies, national standards bodies, to ensure that consumer, environmental, social stakeholders are facilitated in their their participation in standards. So there are several different uh, layers of which the multi-stakeholder approach is is shown as being really fundamental to, to standards making. I'm glad you mentioned EU Regulation 1025. We've covered that on a previous episode of The Insider. So there you go. I'm just thinking, Helen, as a, listening to you talk there about the the importance of the consumer voice in standards, I just wonder any sort of high profile examples of, of this, you know, and the difference that it's made. Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, quite a few recent projects that we've been involved, that CPIN in particular have been involved in in the past couple of years that have I think made a real difference and I could see it in my daily life as well. I'll start off with um, CPIN's representation and involvement in the PAS on button batteries uh, and safety requirements for for button and coin batteries. The CPIN rep Michelle McKenna did uh, a really valuable job there of bringing the kind of consumer behaviour approach to to that standard and offered insights about, you know, how consumers behave. Warnings on packaging, for example, well, that's all well and good, but packaging gets thrown away. 
what is there to protect them then? So, and how these are displayed in supermarkets, for example. So there are quite a few um, different aspects to that. But what I think you can see if you go into any supermarket now, as I've seen when I go, um, the whole kind of display around button batteries has completely changed, really safety conscious. Um, the recycling facilities for those in supermarkets are in out of reach areas of children. So those are the kind of real life examples of where another approach or a different perspective can lead to uh, real improvements that you see day to day. So Helen, that's I can see how that from a um, from a sort of a practical perspective there, you know, in the high street, there's a, a really good example of, of consumer repre- representation and standards. So you could actually see it. How about something else? Another example of maybe where we can't see it working in quite such an obvious way. What I would say is that quite a lot of um, working standards now is looking at what services are provided to people and how that can be made um, more inclusive. And one standard that uh, a consumer public interest network representative has been heavily involved in is the ISO standard uh, ISO 25552 2022, which is all about dementia inclusive communities and the framework for for developing those, those communities. And it doesn't necessarily just mean communities as in kind of a, a sheltered living area, but how, for example, businesses or service providers can incorporate uh, good practices that enable uh, people with dementia or their carers or families to access goods and services um, and choice in a way that maybe if you didn't really think about that before, they might be unintendedly excluded from. So Helen, that's really, really two really good examples there of the of the work of consumer representation in, in standards already being developed. I'm just wondering about, you know, where we are now and where is consumer representation being used in current projects? You know, maybe what sort of challenges you're facing as a team? CPIN, the Consumer Public Interest Network, are involved in a huge range of projects at the moment but one that springs to mind that uh, highlights some of these challenges is the international standard in development on plant-based foods. Um, We have a consumer and public interest network representative that's working on that drafting uh, of the standard at the ISO working group level but there are definitely some challenges to that that are I think highlighted and um, kind of emphasised for the consumer stakeholder there. One is being able to consult with the range of people um, in developing the draft that the rep needs to, to have that really robust evidence source. Um, as volunteers doing doing it in, in her spare time and then trying to get uh, the views and opinions and have that robust discussion with everyone else who's also got those time constraints um, is a real challenge. And it's a challenge that is, um, it's more of a challenge for consumer reps who are quite often, um, they're either volunteers doing it in their spare time um, or as very kind of heavily under-resourced and stretched in their consumer organisations. 
Um, and I think it's fair to say that other stakeholders, they're more well-resourced, more familiar with the standards world, the processes, a bit more uh, able to be be prepared and to consult. So th- there are real challenges to being able to formulate that really robust decision, robust position um, in the same way. And that takes time. And this is where we've also been really grateful for um, the collaborations and engagement we've had with the standards development team in thinking about different ways of, of doing things as well. So, Helen, I'm just wondering, um, you know, maybe what are the three things that everyone at BSI needs to know about consumer representation standards right now? Uh, well, I think the three takeaways are, firstly, the huge value that consumer stakeholders can bring to the development of, of standards. Um, that robust multi-stakeholder approach is the beating heart, really, of um, standards activity in BSI. And consumers can bring really valuable insight and knowledge um, that other stakeholders may not be aware of, uh, but really kind of contributes to, to the ro- a really robust uh, standard. Secondly, I think I'd like to just make say that getting this really effective engagement uh, might require new ways of thinking or doing things or just being receptive to having a little bit more of maybe disagreement, a bit more of discussion, that need for, for consensus. And I think that is not something we should be afraid of. Um, it's it's all part of what makes these standards robust. So it's not it, it's a challenge. Sometimes it can be difficult to hear different opinions and find a way through, but that's what it's all about. And the end result is really positive. Um, and the final thing I'd like people to be aware of is that we are always really happy to help. The consumer team are here. Please do get in touch with us, chat with us if you've got any questions or just want to sound something off and, and see uh, see what can be done uh, in certain situations. Now, Helen, when you're not championing the consumer voice in standards, you know, outside of work, what can people find you doing? What can people find me doing? Well, at the moment, I've got two things that keep me busy. One is a little one-year-old boy who is um, a very cheeky chappy and is providing lots of light and enjoyment and slight terror in my life <laughs> and so it is lovely and then to get away and have a break from that uh, I'm a member of Guildford Rowing Club where I've kind of stopped competing now but I've moved to coaching the the adult learn to row course which is hugely um, loads of fun and really rewarding. Now hold on a second you just said they're not only rowing but but competing how long have you been doing this for then how long have you been a rower? Uh, 2013 is when I started. <laughs> I was ex- excited by the uh, the 2012 year of glory um, in the Olympics, and then I decided in November of 2013 I'd join a learn to row course, and I hated it because <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> and Helen, what's your boat? What, what, what boat are you in? What's your favourite boat? Did you say boats? It is boats, isn't it? Boats, yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, a range, a range. So I started uh, with sweep, and that's that's one oar that you see at the Oxford and Cambridge University boat races. And now we've moved to 
to smaller boats because it's it's hard to get eight people and a cox all attending training at the same time so I've got a lovely doubles partner called Amy who is smashing a little pocket rocket and we have loads of fun together well Helen that's very impressive and in fact there's only one thing that I can say to that really and that is awesome Well, Helen, thank you so much for being our insider and sharing your insights on consumer representation in standards. Oh, thank you, Matthew, for having me. It's been great to talk. You have been listening to The Insider from The Standard Show. Subscribe to The Standard Show now, wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production.